covered. Wow. Remember, do you guys know that, that the similar time period, LMFAO, was an uncle and nephew band? Yep. That was fascinating. That's such a cool combination. Yeah. Because like Barry Gordy... You just want uh, to sing about partying with your uncle, yeah. you know? I hope to emulate that song. Yeah, you hope to party. Redfoo is Honestly, Skyblue's uncle. I'm going to be honest. I don't think either of my uncles would be super fun to party well, with. Well, no, I'll be the uncle partying with my nephews. Yeah, yeah, we're all going to be the cool un- uncles. Well, I don't I have like, siblings, so. Well, I bribe I mine be. by promising to take them to Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, party with me in Tokyo, nephew. When they're 19 and they <laughs> yeah. can't legally drink. <laughs> I'm not anyway, taking them to Shinjuku either, where they'll Cheers. Do. You know about the, the, the Barkers in Shinjuku, right? I told you about that. The Nigerians who tell, asked no, me about titties. How did I, I not tell so. you about that when we talked about Japan that time? I don't I don't know. Yeah, there was like Nigerian immigrants, and their their job is to talk to people in English and get them to go to titty bars oh, where they can get roofied. Wow, I found my new calling. <laughs> <laughs> what, step one, folks. become Nigerian. <laughs> yeah, step one. Do something very racist. <laughs> You just need to become a citizen. That's not inherently yeah, racist. Well, I'm just trying to decide no. at what point we actually started because this I've been recording is, the last all good. couple of I really hoped you stuff. had because I was just like, this is a very natural conversation become, I'm having fun with. Yeah. Let's, let's make sure this is well, recorded. I didn't even introduce Who, us. Like, do we for really example, need introductions? Uh, well, uh, Kieran Stevens does not New need Nigerian an citizen. Uh, Peter Dawson definitely doesn't need an introduction. <laughs> and, uh, Chris Truscott Brown, your host, should get introduced because nobody gives a fuck about that guy. Hey, listeners, have you ever considered like going to like a titty bar in Japan? I, I think you'd really like it. Man, I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've. You ever can drink. Actually, I think the only country I've been to a titty bar in besides Canada is actually um, Belgium. Interesting. Not Belgium. Interesting. Not um, the United States. I've been there many times, and I've never gone to a titty bar there. Mm. Uh, I went to one in Belgium, though, when I was doing the whole walk across Europe thing. And I don't remember much about it. It must not have been that interesting. Or you got not, They don't have good tits in Belgium, let me tell you. No, no. Uh, no. That is not true, Kieran. What? <laughs> you're a big fan of Kieran, Belgian Kieran, t- Kieran, boobs? Kieran, I feel like you're going to waffle on that opinion. Ah. Hey. Okay. On that note... Well, I'm just curious why Chris is such a big defender of Belgium. Bell- Hold on, before we move on. Right. I don't think there's anywhere you can say there are no good tits. There's always going to be good tits everywhere nah. you go. I'm going to I'm going to take the stance that Belgium trash tier titties. Mm. The whole of Belgium. Uh and if, you know, <laughs> any ladies want to prove me wrong, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, terrible. Yeah. Well, they won't they, they won't because they only like chocolate. And french fries. They have good french fries. Well, that's true. Good French fries. I was telling somebody about Bouchon just today. Mm. You've been to Bouchon. Bouchon's right? Bouchon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Once. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not a place you go to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Is anybody going to say theme song, by the way? Didn't you just do that? Oh, I guess you Welcome did. to the titty bar. Hi, welcome to the Titty Bar Podcast. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Titty Bar Podcast. Oh, I'm so glad Emily didn't you join us. You got lured in. Kabam, like, we're I'm misogynists now. Yeah. <laughs> this is my fault. Yep. We're Everything misog- is. I'm Nigeri- Nigerian, and we're misogynists now. Yeah. 
Speak for yourself. <laughs> I was going to make a Hawaiian spam joke, so that's I'm not much better. <laughs> you know, it's like you want you want something uh, slimy and Kieran, meat and slimy. Kieran has cake? decided to generously share his birthday with International Women's Day. Yeah. That's enough. He's allowed to be oh, as misogynistic we're, we're both, as we're he wants. born on March 8th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting that you're also uh, born I on March 8th. I keep, I, that yeah. has been <laughs> discovered and realized like six times now. I keep forgetting. I yeah. know. It's funny. Because I, I have another... I have like a really close friend, I mean, uh, th- that I also has a birthday on March 8th. Um, you know what we need to do? What? Go to a karaoke bar... And sing for all the ladies on our birthday. All yeah. the single ladies. What songs? would be good. Well, all the single ladies. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, that would be good. Written by a dude. Really? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was Sidney Lauper. Uh, no. Performed by Sydney. Oh, okay. Lopner. Written no, no, by that a dude. one was wow. written by somebody. Look at me, I'm such a feminist, I just assume women can Kinda write their own songs. Ooh, that's a good one. Let's, yeah. just do, let's just do Sydney Lauper songs. Yeah, they're all good. Um, Goonies are good enough. Huh. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway, I don't know yeah, where we're yeah, going. No, but anyways, Chris will never be Nigerian, and I can say what I want. I yep. could move to Nigeria. Really? What's stopping I, you? Uh, money. Yeah. Also, desire. Hey, what's I wrong don't with really, Nigeria? I would want to visit there, because I literally want to visit everywhere. But again, money. Anywhere you don't want to visit? Uh, I've no. got a few places. I just immediately went to a horrible sex joke, so I'm just going to I... I literally want to visit everywhere, not... and I recognize there are some places that it wouldn't be safe to visit, and so I I wouldn't do something unsafe, but if, if I could be guaranteed safety and if I could afford it, I would literally want to go see every part of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm similar to that, but there are places where I'm like, unless it was a really good deal or I get paid to go there, like I don't really want to go to Dubai. Yeah, it's fair. I would totally love to check out Dubai. I'd rather go to Singapore. Yeah, it's it's also futuristic, would, but doesn't suck as much. I yeah, would also like Singapore. It's not built on. But I yeah. I, I want to labor. see Actually, all of the places. Have you heard? I about- also Australia. No thanks. Yeah, I can't stand Aussies. Eh, I mean, who I mean, can? if you want to visit Australians, just go to Big White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. colonize our mountains and take our girlfriends, teaching them how to snowboard. Yeah, how yeah. Are they? It's that very... didn't actually happen to me, but I'm sure it's happened to some people. Oh, it's people. 100% happened. I know people yeah. that's happened to. Yeah. Uh, it's, got... Where did they all learn to snowboard? They have no snow. They have no mountains. Uh, no. There, I think there it's is how they one the mountain. Emus. And also uh, the closest place, uh, New Zealand, has uh, some we, mountains. I think there should be a global travel ban on Australians. Until we <laughs> figure out what's don't... going on there. <laughs> I don't think you'll get much support with that. Uh, you'd be surprised. I think there are a lot of people whose girlfriends have been taken by Australian snowboard That's instructors. That's true. All right, I've got two places I can take this conversation. <laughs> Kieran, do you want to go to China, or do you want me to make a Mobile Suit Gundam reference? Let's do both. I'm, I'm a fan of both things, okay, China so that, and Mobile Suit Gundam. Okay, so I just want to bring up in Mobile Suit Gundam, mm-hmm. uh, part of the backstory of the one-year war that happens in that, the original series is Australia gets destroyed. <laughs> This sounds like a utopia. What do you tell me more? Well, like uh, legitimately, like they dr- they drop a space colony from orbit, and it causes just all kinds of ecological damage. And one of them lands mm. on Australia. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, the other one lands on Vancouver, so we're fucked. Oh yeah, or somewhere like around Vancouver. It might have been Prince Rupert, but like basically all of BC is fucked. <sighs> Got to move out back east, you know. Yeah, and then one of the sequel series they drop one on Dublin. Oh. 
but that one doesn't explode, so it just fucks Dublin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, the place China. I was going to mention in that I would like to see, but I also don't want to go right now, China. Yeah. That, that's what China I mean right now. It's is, just very difficult to go there right it's, now. Well, especially because I keep calling their uh, current president uh, Shinny the Pooh. Well, and yeah. They, I mean, they don't. That could land they, you don't in jail. they don't know that. Yeah, thank God, God I'm not re- getting recorded saying that, or I haven't written that on yeah. Reddit like 60 times. Why do you think yeah. my karma's so high? I just keep making the same stupid fucking joke. <laughs> um, I was going to mention, though, have you seen I that? I liked sunken... China when I was there. It's fun. Did you see that sunken city when you were there, the Lion City? Mm-mm. Yeah, that place is interesting. It's a, it's a whole, like, old city that stood for a long time, but then they built a dam, and the dam just flooded oh, the entire Oh, right, 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 Yeah. Right. That would what be happens? cool to take a tour in, like, a submarine or something. Scuba for example, diving of expedition. really not safe places to go, mm. if I could be guaranteed safety, which I know is not realistic, I would love to tour North Korea. That would be interesting to just well, sort of so explore it's not so much, like, safety, it's just, see. like... They, uh, I could yeah, go there. Yeah. I would just never be able to leave. Well, I mean, you can go that. You can go there as a tourist. You're just under. You're not like, showing the guides. real story. I want to yeah. see the real story. Yeah, it'd be nice to just like wander around and yeah. We'll, we'll just do what Rick Flair did and uh, agree to get your ass kicked. Um. Sure. I think similar things happen in Australia, though. They don't show you <laughs> the real story. No, no, no. It's because they're too busy kicking your ass just for being there. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't know. I've never been. I'm, honestly, I never I'm, I'm with you. I don't really want to go. It's just like the, I would the love next to like see New Zealand and New Zealand superior. Yeah, New Zealand is by far better. Yeah. yeah, it just better everything. Less obnoxious human beings. You well, know. Yeah. Well, they probably get pissed off if we point out how beautiful the scenery is. Yeah, yeah. You think they're like, oh, we've heard that before. Well, apparently, like the the Lord of the Rings dwarf statue yeah. is in the fucking airport. It'd be funny to go there and be like, what? You guys, do you ever get told that this place looks like Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> father-in-law is from New Zealand, and it was actually really interesting to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy with him, because he recognized, like, literally every scene. Like, oh, oh yeah, cool. I've been there, I've seen that, uh, oh, yeah, that's this place, and oh, yeah, when I was a kid, uh, we used to play in this river. Like, it was just... It, it was river, home and backyard as he's watching the river movies. where Smeagol drowned Deagle. He used to play in that as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like when I, I saw the movie Sea Spot Run, and I re- recognized that entire neighborhood is where my grandparents lived in Burnaby. That's <laughs> messed up. Yeah. Well, you know, remembering a 2002 David Arquette movie. Never. Don't we all? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Anyways. What's up? <laughs> that was a fun little I'm tired. tangent. Yeah. We tired. are tired. Why are you so tired, Chris? Uh, because we last weekend did the uh, Pentagon convention. That? That's tiring. And then I also still what's have a Pentagon convention? Job. A Penticton convention. Pentagon. Oh, it's a good On, name for uh, con. What isn't day? It? Yeah. And what day? then what day were you there? Uh, last weekend. Oh, last Both Saturday? Both days last weekend, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in Penticton last Saturday. Well, you didn't Not come at say Penticon. hi. No, I, well, I didn't know you guys were there. Well, you should have. You should have listened to the episode. I, we literally talked about it on the podcast last listen, week. Listen, I was busy going to the bookshop. You guys been to the bookshop there? Which one? The biggest used bookshop in BC. Oh, right, that What's place. What's it called? It's called the bookshop. Oh, no, I have never been. <laughs> oh, it's it's awesome. It's huge. And so many cool books. This is going to become a Lovely. new recurring segment. Places in Penticton. Um, went to I went. I had some Greek food at Theo's. Excellent, yeah, classic, so good. 
It's, uh, one, of the, it's one of the best places to go now that uh, Burger 55 is gone. Yeah, Bert. El Vecchio's so is one of the best places in Penticton. What is it? Sa- El Vecchio's. What's sandwich shop, cash only. I'll, Amazing I'll sandwiches. And then, of course, Salty's. I haven't I've walked by Salty's. I haven't been to Salty's. It's, Salty's is really good. I would never, you know, not, not I'm not at all loyal to Kelowna. It's just Penticton's just seems so much better. It is. And it's like, come oh. on, what do they have that we don't? And why Chris, are they, the bookshop is so right near Il Vecchio. Oh, it's literally it's one block north of Il Vecchio. I've probably walked by it then. Because like Il Vecchio's on Nanaimo and whatever that other side street is. Uh, oh, and Backstreet Boulevard. Fucking hell. Uh, and then uh, the bookstop is up on whatever that one-way street is. Main Street. Yeah. Main is one way, yeah. Uh, that goes up With towards... pointless uh, what, bike lanes. <laughs> yeah, as you're heading up towards Westminster. Okay. It's just right uh, the other one right next is, to Peach's lingerie. Uh, yeah. I've well, seen that I mean, place. I made a stopover. Uh, the the other one sexy. is Neighborhood Brewing. Yep, mm. their beer pretty good. Their food amazing. Mm. They do such good burritos and tacos. Yeah. I don't know if a brewery would want to hear that though, Man. as like a review. Beer, it's not bad. Their food it's, though, the, well, their beer is good. Yeah, it's just it's not really doing anything spectacular enough to stand is. above the crowd. Like it's just a few doors down from Bad Tattoo. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think Bad Tattoo is better, but it's not worse either. It's just yeah. you know it's it's craft beer, mm-hmm. but I the re- food. Mm. I really want to go to Elma, the Turkish restaurant there. But every time I've tried, it's been so full, and they're like, "You have to wait an hour or two. And I'm like, "Come yeah, on, that's no good." Thank no. you. I do know a place in town that does Turkish style pizza. Like Lamajan? Yeah. yeah where, really where? Uh, Maestro's. My, interesting. I, got, I haven't had that since I was in Turkey, so. Yeah. I don't have That's a context for it. It was the first time I ever had it. I thought it was quite good. It's like a lot thinner than like pizza dough. I don't, I don't know if they Well, do yeah, it right. no, it's a, yeah. it was a thin crust Forno style yeah. pizza. It just, it's just covered in lamb bread with like paprika and I think it's also got some lemon in it. That yeah, tasty. they usually like squirt lemon yeah, over it's top. Like, it, sometimes it's like some the raw best veggies. possible version of just like r- ground meat on pizza because normally that sounds terrible like like a like raw hamburger meat on pizza would be fucking horrible yeah but i mean it well, is you cooked. don't put it on yeah. raw you fry you, it up first well, sorry, sorry, well sorry, no sorry. they they put it on raw and but it's like a very thin layer and then they pop it in like a really hot oven yeah they oh, put okay. it in a forno which was like 800 degrees or something yeah. like that mm. books will um, ignite in that oven yeah it's good it's <laughs> yes, good shit will. ate that all the time when i was over there Great and place. Did you, I'm curious because you seem like the kind of guy who might have done this. Did you ever have a point where you constantly told people the temperature to cook something at in relation to Fahrenheit uh, 451? No. Okay. Why would I do that? I just, <laughs> that I just, sounds, you're that just awful. that guy, Kieran. <laughs> what, That's how why. dare you? I'm not that much of a pedant. <laughs> you uh, No, I, I was wondering if everyone don't a phase even you try that. to I don't pretend. think you do that now. <laughs> I'm not that much of a pedant about like numbers or science jokes. Yeah. No, but that, that just seemed like a lit joke that might be remotely up your just, alley books maybe mm-hmm. i agree to disagree um it's fine anyways penticton great why is it so much better than Kelowna? um smaller yeah i don't think that's just i just they just do better with everything More laid they back, have. yeah yeah and they have a, and they have a river Kelowna's you can just follow too, through town like their downtown Kelowna's is too just uptight. nice yeah our downtown sucks yeah our yeah. downtown is like homeless central their downtown is actually downtown our downtown is not the most popular part of town. It's actually dingy and run down, and nobody likes it. Oh, the most popular parts of town are elsewhere. Yeah, it's 
bullshit. Coyote Cruises is temporarily closed, according to Google. What's well, Coyote yeah, Cruises? Yeah, that's the pit place you can rent the tube to go down the mm. river. Oh, or right, just right, right, bring right, your right. own, because... So that's what I did. Yeah. I didn't get those, to do... Those tubes that you can rent are pretty nice, though. They're big. Yeah. I, mm, I haven't done that for so long. Yeah, I did it just this last summer for like the first time in years. We didn't great. get a chance to do that this year, but next year I wanna. Um, we should, we hmm. should just dedicate a time, just get it, and just get us one of those giant tubes, rent it, and just like chill. Yeah, mm. I'm in. It's one of the dreams. Yeah, mm, yeah. We should but, podcast uh, yeah. while on the tubes. That would be. We should do a tube carbon tube cast. <laughs> uh, not really. Carbon tube cast. Just floating down the river, drinking a beer. There's a thing you can get uh, attached your phone to a wrist strap. Phones are water resistant. Yeah, it can get go like uh, about a meter and a half underwater for like a couple hours and still be safe. Can't charge it after, but hey, whatever. We could totally do it. Yeah, we should do a, a river cast. Idea. Yeah. Oh my god, this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> Great. It's just gonna be. It's just gonna be Chris constantly trying to talk at me, awkwardly doing things with my man boobs, <laughs> just to try to throw him off. That's not huh? gonna throw me off. My you... hand down my pants is gonna throw you oh, off. Oh no! Hey! Oh no! I thought I just I, I drowned myself <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> oh yeah. The problem is when you make jokes like that. I oh, the only retorts I have are incredibly mean, and I don't want to actually say them. Me drowning myself. No, well, that oh. and also what he said. <laughs> You're good. I hope you do. <laughs> yeah, well, that Peter. too. Yeah, it's like I don't want to actually. I don't ever want to actually okay. joke like that. You There's... can tell me I should die. I, I've heard worse. I mean, you would look interesting as a blonde. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> I know I just killed the conversation dead, but I'm still happy with that. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway, I don't uh, know where we're going with this episode. Fuck, do I I know. literally this whole episode. Here, what's has on your been mind? Like, it's on my mind. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You guys, you guys watch? I think no. I won't. Chris gets mad last time I brought up House of Dragons. Hmm. Did you Not watch it? Did either of you watch it? Mad. I just have absolutely zero interest. Yeah, like for a show I didn't care about, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't think it's not bad. It's not bad. I, I it's mean, better than I thought it would be. I, I think I enjoyed Ring of pa- Rings of Power more, just because really? like they're the two big fantasy yeah. shows right now. There's inevitably going to be a comparison. Too. Yeah, I don't want to co- constantly fight them against each other, but in the situation, it's they gotta hard. fight. Did you do either of those on Pop Tower yet? What's Pop Tower? Uh, no, uh, that's the other podcast I do. Oh, okay. No, uh, no, no. no we're going to record the episode on Rings of Power on Monday. Interesting. Oh. I watched it all awesome. too. Uh, as a Tolkien nerd, I don't know if I've brought up that I like Tolkien. Uh, Once or twice on yeah. this podcast, but um, I don't know. They, they they fudge with a lot of the stuff in some ways that upset me, and I think I enjoyed it mostly until the last episode. That's fair. Um, that that's really where they started to get. Um, it, well, it's and it's not just that. I just felt the last episode was super rushed. Like they could have oh, used yeah, another yeah, yeah, episode yeah, yeah. or no, two. Well, yeah, that's always the case with these shows. They they, they have they have decent pacing, maybe a little slow, and all of a sudden at the end, it's like ah, yeah. Like, basically every reveal for the entire season was in the last episode. Oh, that's true. Um, this is just a little frustrating. Well, it's just like one after the other. It's like dramatic spoilers. stings. Yeah. They didn't land super well, but I don't know. I, I'm. I, it wasn't as, also not as bad as I thought it would be. I thought it was going to suck before it came out. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm mad that they, they made my girl Galadriel, they made her husband gone, you mm. know. They're pretending Celeborn wasn't around, that she doesn't already have a kid, you know? Yeah, it's a whole thing. 
wasn't he around in the original yeah Lord of he the Rings? was around but the, in the movie they're i mean in the tv show they're pretending he's like missing or dead and so she's like my husband is missing or i don't know what to do so in a scene we don't obviously see but uh yeah. presumably he shows up years later and be like sup i'm back yeah. and she's like oh Let's my bone. god <laughs> yeah um she's supposed to have a child but it, i clearly she doesn't yet in the in the show you don't know that that's gonna marry elrond eventually yeah it'd be kind of awkward <laughs> i mean i've watched twilight that's seen worse yeah. well i mean i've watched i've watched what, you think i've watched a game of thrones adult werewolf yeah. falling I've house in love of the dragon with I've seen an worse. infant yeah. is weird what's, what's wrong that with commercial you? where the brother and the sister basically look like they're about to fuck for christmas oh that's the folgers one yeah. where he like, comes home after like it's still got to be the most incestuous thing i've ever seen i don't know house of the dragons is no, maybe... even, i'm saying it's worse than that i don't know they got the i mean we're speaking about uncle nephew stuff earlier but house mm. of the dragons has a lot of people thirst posting the uncle niece relationship yeah that's a little uncomfortable that they're actually that uh, the audience is actually into that yeah yeah there's a lot of like i don't know just like sepia-toned Instagram shots of, like, Damon and Rhaenyra together, and they're like, wow, couple goals. And it's like, he's her uncle and her cousin and her brother-in-law and a few other things. Like, doing the incest math on the new Game of Thrones, high-level stuff. You need a degree for it. Mm. It's one of those things. They're so inbred. It's crazy. I don't know how, you know? Yeah. I mean, the the original series was just full of Jamie and Cersei. Yeah, but in the show, it's like, in in Game of Thrones, it's like a shameful thing that they hide. Well, because by that point, the Targaryens are, yeah. Yeah, but it's funny. It's still funny having a show that's like, so like, incest is normal. And also has none of the consequences it did. Yeah, none of the consequences it did in history. Unlike with (laughs) Queen Victoria, where her kids became vampires. Yeah. Or sorry, not vampires, werewolves. Yeah. That's the, that's the, rumor it's just funny because like the they're, they're like three times more inbred than like the habsburgs were God. um habsburgs someone did the math worst. someone did the math and like the targaryens are much more inbred but it's like there's even a plot in in the book that this is based on where egg uh aegon like later on like mm-hmm. a few generations after rhaenyra is like hey maybe this incest thing isn't so good sometimes it kind of makes us kind of fucked up and his children are immediately like no dad you don't get it i'm gonna marry my sister you can't stop me and they like run away from home to do it i just think george r, r. martin likes he he's got a little kink and I'm not yucking his yum. Well, no, it's history books. Because he, he constantly... Because he... Wasn't he, like, a actual, like, accredited scholar in mm, some... I don't know about that. But, I, I mean, like, brother-sister marriage is very rare in European history. Uh, uh-huh. Like, especially the medieval stuff he's basing right. Game of Thrones off of. Um, I just... I think he likes it a little bit. I think... Oh, he, he probably. He, I mean, did I you mean, ever see his both. Beauty and the Beast show? No. Yeah, that was weird. What, what I didn't happened? know he did oh, it, it, it was, uh, it's Linda Hamilton from Terminator mm-hmm. hooking up with Ron Perlman, Ooh. 100% Beast, never turns human in the course of the show. Nice. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, I think he's got some weird stuff. There's a post where he's uh, he made on his own blog uh, that goes around every once in a while where he's saying he's watching the auditions for Shay in game of thrones like the audition he's like i'm in dublin watching auditions for the character shay i saw 12 
uh, beautiful young women try to do the part, excuse me, I need to take a cold shower, hashtag horny. Uh, <laughs> all right, can we move on from weird kinks now? Because I think I, I think that was officially too far. Yeah, it made you uncomfortable. I, I, that definitely made me uncomfortable. <laughs> then watch House of the Dragon. Uh, no. You should check it out, Chris. I think you'd uh, like it. Uh, once oh. I catch up on the billion other things I'm behind on. Chris, did you have something you wanted to talk about? Because I just thought of something that would be fun, that Karen might find amusing. <laughs> By all means. This isn't wrestling related either, so it's oh, great. Okay. So are you familiar with the McNamara twins? That sounds familiar. Who are they? Okay, so there are two famous sets of McNamara twins in Canada, and I love the fact that it's destroying the Google's results when you type in McNamara twins. So there's two there's two sets. The current ones, the ones that are more relevant, mm-hmm. and are Megan and Nicole McNamara, who are uh, twin volleyball players, who are like multiple multiple time champions, I think now. Like they've won a bunch of shit, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're like attractive blonde women. Also, in the 1980s, there was a there were twin martial arts brothers, Michael and Martin McNamara. Interesting. Who who uh, for I think over a decade tried to legalize cage fighting in Ontario, and also start, a noble pursuit, of course. Well, they were fighting for the right to fight, which is their hit single, in that they used it in the theme song for their Vanity Project movies, hmm. which is basically them going on vacation and then at some point they get attacked by a guy named Soldier Jake and his weekend mercenaries. Yeah. Well, also weekend mercenaries, which is a hell of a term. (laughs) Hey, you know, during the week, I have my normal job. Well, I'm just saying, like, so you get the difference between uh, attractive blonde volleyball players, Mm -hmm. you know, 25 years old, and guys who were probably in their 30s in the 1980s with like classic porn star mustaches, nice and like full nice. bods, so they're yeah. constantly walking around shirtless to show off show off their pecs. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, somebody's if they have if there's people out there with just two very different kinks. Yeah, that is the best Google search. Otherwise, people are going to be upset. They should. I mean, I know the ages don't match up right now, but they should get married and have kids together. I don't know how old those dudes are. Each of were, the brothers to each of the girls. Because they looked like they were in the 30s in 1986 when their first movie came probably out. Probably old. Probably would be weird. Probably would be messed up. But, yeah. you know, be, it'd be funny yeah. for me. That's fun. I know. I just thought it was it was a funny thing I randomly discovered. Because, like, I saw an episode of Best of the Worst where they featured their first movie. And I'm like, these guys are fascinating. I wonder what they're up to. So I typed in McNamara Twins, and I didn't know about the volleyball <laughs> twins. And I'm like, huh. And then I looked, and every it keeps alternating between... <laughs> Stories about the volleyball twins and the and the martial arts brothers from the eighties, and it's huh. just like what a very fascinating clash of Google. Oh, interesting. Mm. interesting. Oh, these stashes, right? <laughs> Chris, is, they, they go Chris by. Chris has got his hands down his pants now. Uh, that's my business. <laughs> I mean, when you do it in front of us, it's also ours. Uh, they go by. Uh... The Twin Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because their first movie is called Twin Dragon Encounter, and then for Very some cool. reason the sequel is just called Dragon Hunt. Surely it would be Twin Dragon Hunt, because it is a direct sequel. Huh. And then also, uh, Right to Fight, Kickboxing's final showdown. This looks amazing. <laughs> it's so sad they never did any more kickboxing after that. Look look at that. That is glorious. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. And, like, they had, like matching kung fu vans that they drove around in in the movie. Of what is a kung fu van? It's a van that has their kung fu school logo on the side. That's wow. It's it, it's it's like if they had two A-team vans in the A-team. But wow. even more ridiculous cuz the A-team never had like a D-team. Take A-team me back. Van. I'm yeah. I'm now going to be a weird nostalgia guy for that time. 
80s. Just a time when a man could have a kung fu van that he drove around. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's like my theory about, um, like, Triple H, whenever he has an entrance at WrestleMania, he always mm-hmm. had, like, these weird things that looked like he just went up to one of those 80s vans mm-hmm. with, like, you know, the la- lady in, like, the leather bikini with the laser rifle, and then there's, like, a wolf or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he yeah, just yeah. kind of looked at that and was like, that's going to be my entrance for WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> he just has, like, a, a series of them in his garage or something. I just want to drive around in a van like that, like, with my dojo's name on it, and just harass children. Just be like, hey... Do you know Kung Fu? Kieran, and then fighting the children. Do not admit to felonies on a recorded podcast. I'm admitting to, I want to commit felonies, not I'm that I trying, have. I'm just okay. trying to think of like, would you just, would there be no subtlety in your in dojo name? Would it, be, would it just be like the child, the child fighters? Yeah. Like the child assault dojo. Yeah. Child assault. Are you scared that children might attack you? Learn how to defend yourself. Child assault was a rejected Star Wars game from the 90s. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Terrible Role Model Dojo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know. I mean, as a Taekwondo teacher for years, I did fight many children. Wait, Chris, you played Ultima, didn't you? Mm, not really. Oh, mm. I thought you did. I've, I've oh, seen no, it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of somebody else. Just like, in the recurring thing in those games was that children would constantly try to kill you. So, if anything, you're I can fuck up a kid. Easy in a video game. I don't know, man. Uh, they got yeah. those. They got those. In a video wrists. game, they got like bullshit stats. Yeah, yeah. Kids are OP. I yeah. just loved. I just loved it. Then in a game series that became about you know virtues. Yeah, you still have to slaughter children. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm driving around in the kung fu van meeting up children because they beat me online in video games. Boy. <laughs> and I'm taking revenge in real life. Well, see, the the normal thing would be. You got bullied in high school, so you're beating up kids the right age from yeah, when they bullied from you. From when they bullied me. Yeah, but it's like, if you were bullied when you were eight and you're being bullied by ten-year-olds, just beat up ten-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. The only time I was significantly bullied was when I was in kindergarten by grade six girls. So, mm. I guess that's who I got to target. Twelve-year-old yeah. girls. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let me know how that works out for <laughs> you. Know, there, there's a lot wrong with that. This just, just do up. Just, would... just do it on your birthday and it's even worse. Yeah. Our birthday, sorry. Yeah, our be, birthday. That way I can actually remember this time. And the birthday of every woman. She <laughs> she was all born on that day. That's, that's not how that works, Kieran. That's how it works. They were all born on March 8th, and me. <laughs> I can't remember. Is there, a, is there a theme song to She Is All That? Because that would be good to sing on. Probably. Yeah. I don't remember it. I don't really remember that movie either. It's a very dated reference now. I just discovered my chocolate bar has a poem on the inside. Mm. A love poem. Do you want to read the poem? I mean, sure. <laughs> this is a poem from um, a chocolate bar brand that I'm not familiar with, but it's it's fancy. It's like a nice one. It's like fair trade, you know. Okay. So it's 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 sustainably sourced. Inside it says peanut butter on the inside, and then it says stanzas to the Poe, river that rollest by the ancient walls where dwells the lady of my love. When she walks by thy brink, and there perchance recalls a faint and fleeting memory of me, what if thy deep and ample stream should be a mirror of my heart, where she may read the thousand thoughts I now betray to thee, wild as thy wave, and headlong as thy speed? What do I say, a mirror of my heart? Are not thy waters sweeping dark and strong, such as my feelings were and are thou art, and as such thou art were my passions long? Wow. Beautiful. Wow. Really makes you think. Yeah. 
I don't know why they put that inside a chocolate bar. Because it makes you think. It's a peanut butter chocolate bar. It's pretty good. I am so happy for you. Mm. Chris, what's up with you? You haven't talked very much. I am tired. And honestly, I am I am loving just listening to what you guys have to say. It's it's de- it's always just you never know what you're going to get when we're both on. Exactly, yeah. and I'm just kind of enjoying the ride, I'm to in, be honest. I'm in one of my wild card moods, you know. Yeah, All right. I can tell. Wild card. I do have some wrestling I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, hit me. But I'm going to yeah, give you three fine. options. Okay. Uh, there, there, well, odds are I hope I don't pick wrong. Well, you're, you're probably going to zone out anyway, so I'm just going <laughs> to... So we've got... Probably the most, the most, the shortest and most enjoyable one is the rise of John That's, Cena. I'll explain. Like I'll, I'll explain how John Cena became John Cena. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Besides being born, That's when it. did we stop being able to see him? That, well, this is the we had this conversation. It was something he came up with in high school because he was socially awkward. He was invisible. Oh, Ooh, it, it, I have like, a fun story about that. It's it's his insecurities. It's just like blurry place by the uh, Twenty One Pilots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I fucking hate that song, but I know th- yeah, what that terrible. means. So I have to a girl once her- tried to sing. I don't like Twenty One. I don't like Twenty One Pilots. I, I think agree. The music sucks. A girl yeah, once tried enough. to send me her doing an acoustic cover of that song to impress me, and I was like, "Oh, red flag." That's like two red flags. Yeah. You don't send a song to impress someone, yeah. and, and you don't make it blurry face. An acoustic cover. I don't well, lie. Acoustic cover can potentially be okay, depending on the song. Not um, a blurry face. No, yeah. Bad song to do an acoustic cover of Lady. Actually, that would be a third red flag, because well, she has bad cho- choices in music. Yeah, she's terrible. To be fair, she doesn't care what you think. Yeah. Touche. Well, anyway. She so, should. <laughs> so choice number one is John Cena. Uh, choice number two, two, this is a longer one because we've talked about Sting before on the podcast, but we've never talked about his one of his many best friends, Lex Luger, which mm. does end in, there's some tragedy at the end of his story, unfortunately. Okay. But it's more just like a long biopic of the guy who was like also there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or we could talk about, uh, I don't know if you saw, Zac Efron's going to be in an A24 movie. I called, saw your post. Yeah, The Iron Claw. So I could talk about the history of the Von Erich family, which is incredibly depressing. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to bum everyone out. Uh, so I guess, I mean, I want to pick the incredibly depressing one, mm-hmm. but I'm fine I'm with that. Assuming, I don't know, Chris. What do you think? He's tired and he's incredibly depressed. I, I mean, that's just wanna... a way of life. I don't think you should factor in incredibly depressed anymore. Yeah, it's my culture. All right. Okay. So let's do the Von Erichs. I'm gonna I'm gonna specifically focus on Kerry Von Erich because he's got the most fascinating story to tell. Um, so I'm gonna front load this with a trigger warning. Uh, there's a lot of suicide in this story. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, I, I feel like I should pre- preface this with that. That I agree. Yes. That like this is like this is how bad it is. Um, uh, also, since uh... since you're offering a trigger warning. This is with about thirty minutes left. This is probably more or less going to finish the episode, right? Yeah, it's probably not going to go. This is half- thirty minutes of. It's not going to be half an hour. Okay, but well, we we started the episode ten minutes late, and it's eight forty-two right now. Okay, we don't have to do an hour long episode. No, but so is, I'm just saying. If this is tired, something you don't want to hear, yeah, I'm going to tell you you're probably pretty safe. To and I'm going to tell you bail. that you should tape your headphones to your oh, head Chris, and we, force we yourself. Plug it for life, though. Let's do that before we do this incredibly depressing story. Okay, abort. Do not bail yet. Instead of dying, <laughs> have you considered living? Perhaps <sighs> even extra. <laughs> so, 
If you visit cbextralife.live slash donate, you will be taken to our Extra Life page, where we have currently raised $8,168 American with a goal of 12000 American. And on November 5th, game day, we are going to be raising uh, money for BC Children's Hospital through the Extra Life uh, campaign, which is an official affiliate of Children's Miracle Network. I'm just going to front load this information because it's useful for people. This, uh, First of all, this money does go towards useful hospital developments, not necessarily like the medical equipment itself, but even stuff just like adding more beds or improving the elevators, stuff like that. Like, this is, this is all allocated in good, meaningful ways. And I do want to say one thing uh, specifically to BC Children's Hospital, but I believe all of them are making this priority. It's the understanding that treating a child is treating a family. So a lot of this goes towards facilities and access and comforts for the family that often with a sick kid have to spend weeks, if not months at this hospital, they're missing work. They're, they're not at home. They need to eat. So understanding that you have to treat the whole family is important. And I really appreciate that the hospital gets that. So I'm going to go a quick rundown of the game day schedule. We'll probably do a more in-depth one when Jesse's here next week. Mm-hmm. If he will be. He's threatened to be here. And I take his threats very seriously. I don't. I don't. Uh, you, 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 you didn't go to Epcot with him? Uh, what so, did he do to you there? <laughs> fed me corn on the cob. That's weird. <laughs> it was awful. I think I bitched about it on the podcast. I can't remember. Anyway, so our schedule, we're doing a Wild West theme. Uh, so our schedule is we're going to open up with a bit of Red Dead Redemption 2. Then we're going to segue into Pets Horses 2. I'm so excited. I have not seen the footage, and I don't want to. I want to be surprised. Uh, me too. And then uh, after that, there's going to be a Banjo-Kazooie race, which is, I think, two people playing Banjo-Kazooie head-to-head for an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after that, we're going to play the board game Bang, which is, I guess, more of just a card game, but it's, you know, it's a tabletop game. Uh, after that, we're going to get to find out what weird shit Jacob has thought up for us this year with Jacob's Ladder, which presumably Chris and I and his brother are going to be on. I keep thinking... uh, His brother is not going to be on. Oh, shit. So we'll find somebody. Jesse. Or uh, Kieran. What? Do you want to be on Jacob's game show this year? It's know. fucking weird. What is he, I haven't watched it previously. What does he do? Whatever the fuck we he wants. Don't know. I would just be a subject of his six schemes and yes, exactly. demented mind. Yes. That sounds like fun. Maybe. I, I, I would love to see you actually do that. I, I'll think. I'm, I'm a tentative yes right now. I'll get back to you very soon. I appreciate that. Um, after that, we're going to do our first incentive catch up hour. I've got a couple of things planned to help fill out the incentive hours and while well, like other stuff is being prepared and whatever. Uh, after that, we're segueing right into the retro hour, which is our classic. And after that, we get to go see what Matt and Mel are up to. I've heard they're probably going to do more Overcooked this year. What's Overcooked? Always a good classic. It's a frantic cooperative game where they have to run a kitchen. Oh. Yeah. It's it's a great way to get stressed out. Interesting. Uh, we're not going to make the joke that they told us to stop making Anyway, uh, after that, it's four to five. It's bring your own racket badminton, where we play badminton, but we don't have any rackets. So this is probably going to be where my shotgun breaks. By the way, <laughs> I have a shotgun. Uh, after that, we've got our All rock members of Carbon Podcast were killed <laughs> by a tragic misfire. 
It, it wasn't from my it gun. It wasn't supposed to. Oh. I'm going to bring <laughs> I'm going to bring a gun blade. Of course you are, wow. you nerd. I'm going to bring a key blade. <laughs> yeah. Into it. Oh man, I hate it. If you right. had a keyblade, I would want it from you. So I want stupid. a keyblade. Uh, anyway, should get one. Uh, from five to seven, we're doing our rock band. Yeah, and I've heard we might have a special guest. I uh, I don't know if they're going to stop by, so I don't want to announce who it is yet. But uh, Satan, as, as is uh, the case in previous years, we have weirdly gotten a, a celebrity band has reached out to us. Uh, even some dead ones have reached out to us recently. Elvis Presley? It's weird. But, yeah, we might have an actual celebrity band show up, so that'll be cool. He's like 90 now. He can't sing. It's it's John Carpenter with a Coupe de Vils. (laughs) I would so be happy if that happened. That'd be sick. Um, He likes video games. Uh, After that, we're going to play Hangman, uh, but we're going to do it with our dunk tank. By the way, we're going to have a dunk tank. Yeah. So, like, if... um, do you get like lowered with each, or if you just strike out, then you if, fall? If you strike the out, then okay. yeah, and then you have to go in the water. Okay. And because this is happening in November, uh, let me reassure everybody, both listening and participating, we do have an immersion heater. It is it, not going to be an actual health concern. You will not be dropped in ice cold, cold water, water in we'll November. See. I might evening. sabotage the immersion heater, mm. or you might, because Kieran is a monster. Yeah, or maybe it's sabotage. Yeah. Uh, after that's another incentive catch-up hour, and after that we've been promised we're going to play some kind of old west tabletop RPG adventure with our friend Josiah from Sweetnam's Knickknacks. Go to Sweetnam's Knickknacks; they've got the uh, Dune RPG books. Hmm. That's a thing I'd like to plug that they have uh, now, among many other things. Oh no, no! If you like nerdy stuff. They've got stuff for you. Yeah, and it, you can make a day of it because it's in the same general strip mall as uh, Chibi's. So you can go find weird anime shit and then go to Sweetnums or the other way around. Wow. And then you can go hit what up Arby's. What else does a man need? Arby's. Arby's, anime, yeah. and Sweetnums knickknacks. Was yeah. that what it was called? Yes. Yeah, okay. Thank cool. you. Uh, after that, for a drunk racing event this year, we've got Drunk Disney Speedstorm. I don't... Is the game actually called Disney Speedstorm? I don't know. Is it like Mario Kart, but with Disney characters? In theory? Hmm. Okay. And after that, we're playing poker. Interesting. Interesting. And after that, we got another incentive hour, which is probably going to be the one where we're all fucking tired. Because uh, that's going to... That's that's the 1 a.m. Oh, God. And is then, that is that really all you're going to say about poker? Yeah. Okay. There's nothing else to see there. Okay. And besides, I hardly know her. Hey... Uh, and then we got the two spooky hour. Uh, and after that, we're going to play. Shh. You're ruining the magic. <laughs> Don't ruin the spooky magic. It's spooky. Spooky. After that, we're going to learn how to grow our own shotguns to defend our farm. That's a real game. Uh, after that, it's course time for Mario Party. I th- can't remember if the Mario Party with the Old West map is available, but if it is, we should totally do that one. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. And then we have, okay, I, I gushed about this earlier, so I have to try and read the whole thing. Super Mega Happy Adventure Active Hour, colon, Supreme X Turbo, colon, Birth by Sleep, and Knuckles. Which is our uh, Dance Dance Revolution thing that we almost never actually play Dance Dance Revolution during. Uh, <laughs> no, do you notice the hour now that that is happening in? Six to seven, yeah. Exactly. 
What's... not seven to eight, which is what causes us never actually doing the thing. What's the knuckles part? Well, oh, because he keeps adding Sonic a new adjective to make the make the the date. Because like it started, it was just super mega happy uh, adventure hour or something like that. And then he added active. Then he added supreme. Like he just keeps adding an adjective every and year. He added the end knuckles because of the recent Sonic movie. Exactly. Yep. Interesting. I can't wait to find out what topical joke he makes next year. Mm. I had a few suggestions, but I don't know if people are going to get them. Mm. But yeah, then the seven to eight is our final wrap up where we're going to be just dead, and uh, hopefully everything is fine. And the other thing to note is our incentive this year, instead of doing a dice roll based on a $20 donation, it's a 25 Canadian donation for us to draw a card from a deck where various punishments will be delivered. And I've got a secret bonus incentive for me personally that is going to unlock on my donation page on game day, which nobody here is actually going to know what it is because I want to keep that a secret. But if you pre-order now... If you pay... i tell you what. If you guys want to unlock what it is now... Donate to me $900. For the low, low price of $900. Which is which is tax deductible. Peter will do something. I will reveal my secret. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't wait. I don't know about you folks, but... So, I uh, know Peter's secret. Speaking of Extra Life and donations, mm-hmm. I'm just going to make the call right now because I got handed something during the Pentacon convention that we were at recently. Our neighbor booth was uh, Red Nexus Games, who were promoting their game Peglin, which is a... Something a man and a woman do in the... (laughs) It is... You are a goblin. It is a roguelike pachinko game so roguelike in randomly generated battles and randomly generated items uh but with a pachinko format so i know that they probably don't like to make this comparison but the easiest comparison is a peggle type gameplay but it's sort of uh a mix between a puzzle and an rpg game i've been playing it recently because they did uh gift me uh steam code and I gotta say, it's a lot of fun. I have not... It's it's just in early release right now with three levels. I still have not beat those three levels, but they're going to be adding a lot more characters and a lot more levels soon. But the fact is, they gave me, to support our charity, uh, several Steam codes for this game. So I've just decided right now there are going to be several... Uh, donation raffles on game day but there's going to be one from now to game day every donation will go into a draw and somebody between now and our actual extra life is going to get a copy of this game for free so if you make any donation of any amount each person gets in once so no donating a dollar 15 times but by all means do that because that's still a donation but that counts as one entry uh, and we will give away a copy of the game ahead of game day, and then the rest of them on game day. So, Congrats. Peter, mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about something depressing. 
Yes. So now we can actually do the, hey, stop listening to the episode if you don't want to hear about a really depressing story. But if you're sick of life, well, and let me I tell really, you, folks. I really hope that people didn't take me at my word earlier because then they're not going to get a chance to wow. win a copy of Peglin. I mean, you could edit that part out. I mean, nah, Chris. That's if, work. Chris, if they want to call you to tell you that they uh, stopped the episode early, you what number should they dial? They... They would call one eight three three two 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 ten ninety one to leave a voicemail that will get played on a future episode, telling me that they're mad that I preemptively told them to leave. Yeah. Then how did they hear this number? Stop spoiling the magic. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about. I'm going to specifically talk about Carrie Von Erich, uh, but it's worth noting the Von Erich family, I think I've alluded to them once or twice. They're a major Texas wrestling family. Uh, their, their patriarch, uh, Fritz Von Erich, who I believe passed away in 2019... Oh, no, 97. Did he, did he just kind of... Uh, oh, just cancer. Okay. Which is just a, which, cancer. That, considering where this story is going, Chris, that is but, a blessing. I, I I don't care. Just snapshot, isolated. Oh, just cancer. It's a pretty fucked up thing to say. I know. I know. I agree. I agree. Uh, so yeah, Fritz von Erich was a major uh, dude in the 1960s. He's a major Texas res- wrestler. Uh, as a, as a matter of point, uh, his family, most notably Kerry and his brothers, which I'll get to in a moment, wrestled for world class championship wrestling, which was kind of like an NWA. Which is the National Wrestling Alliance, not the other NWA. God, I hate that that, that happens. <laughs> New World Order, folks. Yep. No, it's the NWA. Von Eric. Yeah, whatever. Shut up. Uh, von Von Eric. Yeah. Is it they they German? No. No. Uh, I think I think they have some German heritage because their actual surname is Atkinson or Atkinson. Because Atkinson would not be so much, but Ad- Adkinson maybe a little Euro, but like. Maybe a little Euro, folks. Maybe a little Euro, but they were. They, but Fritz was born in uh, Texas. Fritz, yeah, the Texan. I know, right? And then his kids were all Von Erichs, even though their natural surname is not Von Erich. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so Kerry Von Erich um, is probably the most prominent. But like, he had—this is the bad part. He had <laughs> four brothers: uh, David, Kevin, Mike, and Chris. Their names are going to blend together a bit, but I wanted to at least say them once. Because that's a lot of dudes' names, and I'm only focusing on one of them. So, Kerry Von Erich uh, got his debut when he was 18, and in 1980, he did. So, when he was 20 years old, he debuted for WCCW as the Modern Day Warrior. We need some of those. Yes. Let me tell you. And his entrance music, Tom Sawyer. Okay. Back when they could just do that. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't have to worry about being aired on TV. So they were just playing in the arena, so it's like it didn't matter as much. Yeah, I miss, uh, kind of missed that about the 80s. Because it's like freaking, um, like Hulk, Hulk Hogan flat out came out to Eye of the Tiger before he got real American. Hmm. Stuff like that. It was great. Um, but, um, where was I? Right. Yeah. So he was just kind of the, the handsome, plucky underdog. He, you know, the, the legacy of the Von Erich family. He used the Von Erich family finishing move, which is the Iron Claw, which is basically a hand over the face, more or less. Like, it's a submission hold with a hand over the face. Not unlike the mandible claw that McFully uses. A bit different. Um, Similar, but legally distinct. Yeah. There's there's a, there's some variances, which I don't want to... It's hard to do on an audio podcast to explain the differences. The video listeners will see the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but he, oh my goodness, how are you doing that? 
flexibility. Uh, not too much to say about his early career. He won a lot the NWA Tag Team Championship a couple times. He notably tag teamed with Bruiser Brody, who we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot about that when I was doing his bio. Bruce or Brody? Bruiser. Oh. Like, as in, <laughs> I thought it was a guy named Bruce or Brody. He's like, that would be a I can't make up my mind, okay? Maybe <laughs> Why I'm is Bruce, he vaguely Italian? That character would totally fly today. <laughs> I like this guy. Well, there's a guy right Bruce now. Bruce or Brody? <laughs> Well, there's a guy whose joke is he's nondescript, so his character name is Jake something, because he is nondescript. Uh, that's funny. It'd yeah. be funny that you yell, I like, prefer, hey. it, could you imagine introducing yourself, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, hi, I'm Bruce or Brody. <laughs> well, which is it? Bruce which or Brody. someone calls you Bruce, you're like, excuse me, or Brody. Yeah. You don't know. You yeah. don't know which one I'm feeling like right now. Yeah. No, one of the names by themselves is simply not the full name. Yeah. It Calling... Bruce or Brody, uh, Bruce or Brody, would be like calling you Key or Anne. That's true. That's so true. You have to have the full name, Bruce or Brody. Yeah. I love it. And sorry, Peter. Did no, we no, no, derail no. you, Peter? Fine. It's fine. I just got excited. It's, no, you're allowed to be excited. Yeah. I'm glad that you're engaged in this, even if it's not remotely without what I'm actually talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just me mishearing you. It's perfectly I'm getting fine. excited. So... Uh, probably like one of the notable things is he did have a feud with Ric Flair when he was in his early 20s which he lost didn't we all yeah oh I always have a feud that's an early 20s thing yeah I know right and then he as a result of this he feuded with you might like this tag team name the Fabulous Freebirds I don't did they come out to Freebird yes Mm. of course interesting they had to (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, so that w- that became like the arch nemesis of Carrie and the Von Erich family for several years, which did culminate in a loser leaves Texas match, which really would have been awkward if the Texans lost. <laughs> it was a freebird. I forget where they were actually from. I think they were in Northeast. Um, but a notable thing happened is that in 1984, David Von Erich uh, passed away of unusual circumstances like the official statement is he somehow had a heart attack despite still being in his I think he was in his late 20s at the time which can happen to be Mm -hmm. fair but there's rumors which I don't want to go too deep into that it may have been something to do with substance abuse or you know steroids because that can also fair enough and the heart attack or cancer are the easiest explanations when you're embarrassed about the actual cause yeah which you shouldn't be but yeah so, like, the biggest highlight of Carey's career is probably 1984, uh, after, three months after his brother's death, unfortunately. He faced off against Ric Flair once again in front of 45,000 people, which is not nothing, to win the NWA World True. Championship from him. So he was one of the first people to beat Ric Flair for the title. Huh. Which Ric Flair had to be beaten, like, 16 times over the course of his career for titles. So, you know. That's tough yeah. for Ric yeah, yeah. The, the problem is and when you champion. You have what to... was his catchphrase again? Ric Flair? Yeah. I don't know. You want to actually do it? No, because apparently I suck at it. Well, I can't flat out do it, but I don't even try. Woo! There it is. <laughs> Still not good. Nope. That's, is that, that's a catchphrase now? Yes. Uh, that, it's his gimmick. Okay. Yeah, he's got other ones, but in light of the sexual assault allegations against him, I don't like to repeat them. <laughs> well, legitimately, one of his things was he's a kiss stealer, and I'm like, uh, you're more than that, sir. <laughs> That's one of the softest ways. Yeah. To... It's not good. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, at, at his, his age? Uh, that's not the only thing that's soft. 
Nice. Uh, you hear that, old man? Come at you, me. We know you need pills. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, folks. This episode of Car Bombs brought to you by Blue Chew. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what that is. Is that seriously like a Viagra? Yeah, it's like a it's for like a young man's Viagra pill. Oh dear, it's a chewable tablet. Well, speaking about lasting for longer, uh, Kerry Von Erich's championship reign was not meant to be. It was basically just a tribute to his brother. Like he dropped it a month later in Japan, um, because they wanted to make sure that Ric Flair could actually fight uh, Ricky Steamboat for the title because that was the actual thing they were building to. Mm. But he got to win the world NWE World Championship when it mattered, which is nice. It's kind of a joke these days. It's it's literally under the control of Smashing Pumpkins' Billy Corgan right now. Because <laughs> he owns the NWA rights. Interesting. Really? I, I'm dead serious. How did that I come did about? I did not know that. Uh, Billy Corgan apparently really likes wrestling. Oh, yeah, and okay. has a lot of money. So he, he just simply bought it? There's nothing more weird than that? No, he just wanted to run a wrestling company. Okay, and fair he's, enough. And he's not been doing the best if, job. If you've got fuck you money, then you do what you want with it. Because yeah. it's literally fuck you money. Uh, oh, I, I forgot about this guy. Uh, he At one point, he feuded with Jake Roberts, and his tag team partner in that feud was Iceman Parsons, which is a hell of a name. It's like a bit of a mix. Like, Parsons sounds so typical, and Iceman not. I know. Why would you mix them? I know, right? It's That's why that name stands out with Ironically. Me. Iceman <laughs> Smith. Yeah. Iceman Johnson. Yeah. Um. But after that high, he kind of had five years of going back, because he was never a world champion. Well, except for in smaller promotions where they didn't get as much recognition. He feuded with Jerry the King Lawler, people like that. Uh, speaking of people who are sexual predators. That, that list is unfortunately too long. It really is. But eventually, in 1990, uh, he joined the WWF, where he was the Texas Tornado. Okay. And he um, ended up debuting. Uh, who, who did he take on at WrestleMania? Oh, Haku. Haku. Yeah, or no, who, sorry, he took on. Um, who's Haku? Haku. I don't know. It just sounded fun to say. Okay. He, he, he's a he's a very significant member of the Samoan line of wrestlers because like a lot of his family are currently major players in New Japan Pro Wrestling and have also done a shitload of crossovers. Interesting. And he himself was re- pr- a pretty prominent foe of Hulk Hogan in WCW in the mid-90s. Mm, mm. And then also had one of my favorite moments in a hardcore match where he got hit with like a rake or something. like Some weird object. What was a rake doing in the wrestling ring? It's a hardcore match. Did they, they have leaves in there? Yeah. Someone was... The, that's, we brought it up leaves. before, but that's one well, of somebody, my Somebody favorite... heard about the move, the back rake, and misunderstood that it actually had to be done with a real rake. We, we yeah. have brought this up, but that's one of my favorite things about wrestling is after thousands upon thousands of matches where the same thing happens every time i still love the incredulity of the announcers like my goodness he has picked up a rake i cannot believe this is happening or like oh wow somebody ran in and joined the match that isn't sanctioned how could this be Uh, just pretending they follow the rules is one of my favorite parts of kayfabe oh yeah but my favorite part of that match is just he gets hit with a rake and then there's this weird high-pitched sound it sounds like he they pierced haku's muscles and they just started to deflate like it's that kind <laughs> of a high it works it's just kind of like that weird high-pitched one but uh we're talking about that's Texas. literally like a looney tunes game yeah, that's pretty funny that's, i love that's it cartoon logic and i and i misread that because it's i don't remember the exact order of events with him but um yeah he ended up um 
he, he feuded with Haku, but he, his big feud was against Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title, which was a big deal at the time because the Intercontinental title was like one of the only male titles because they had <clears throat> they only had three, and like with the the nature of wrestling at the time, title changes were rare. Hmm. So actually, getting your hands on a title was a really big deal. And <laughs> now they just like. All right, you win the Tuesday title. Here you go. Fuck well, I mean, it. <laughs> AEW has three male singles titles and then like two multi-man titles right Wrestlers now. Wrestlers these days and their participation medals and trophies. Yep, basically, yes. When, when we were kids, when we were, you had to. You know, there were one or two titles. Your, you had to earn your title. title. Yeah, you had yeah. to earn the thing that they wrote you winning. Yeah. Um. But after that high, he kind of just. Randomly feuded with people, winning and lose, winning some, losing some. Like he feuded with fellow Canadian Dino Bravo. Uh, he was Canadian. Sorry, Kerry Von Erich was not Canadian, but he he feuded with our Is fellow Texas Canadian. Texas and Canada. No, <laughs> My, uh-huh. I had a brain fart for a second there. Dino Bravo is Canadian. Sorry, was Chris. my point. Uh, and Dino Bravo was a hell of a dude because he was like a bleach blonde, thick dude who had like the Quebec fleur de lis on his tights. Oh boy! Yeah, he, he was... wasn't a purple dinosaur. No, no, no. That would have been impressive. Disappointing. Yeah. But his career ultimately fizzled out, and unfortunately he did commit suicide in 1993. Mm. Now, there's some backstory to that. Because two of his brothers, uh, we mentioned David passed under unusual circumstances. That was not a suicide. His brothers Mike and Chris, however, purposely killed themselves. Mm. And so in 1990... He told Bret Hart, he's like, I'm thinking about joining my brothers in heaven. Oh. Which is fucking scary. Especially when you're like a 30-year-old guy and you're telling a friend of yours that. Uh, And unfortunately, he did finally take his own life in 1993. And another thing, which was probably weighing on him heavily, is he'd been keeping secret since 1986 that he had a fake foot. Because in 1986, Kerry Von Erich had a motorcycle accident and destroyed his right leg. And apparently, possibly because he tried to, like, recover from injury too soon, they had to amputate it. But he never told anyone. And no one could tell? Like, while he was out like, there Like, wrestling? that's the thing. This is one of the reasons they think he got um, pushed down the card in WWE after his initial run. Because he was an intercontinental champion. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't think he had what it took anymore. After it's the initial... hard to wrestle without a foot, yeah, no, I imagine. Like, well, yeah, this is the thing, right? He was probably never the same as a wrestler. And, like... He had the initial momentum because he was like a young, handsome-ish dude. Because uh, he was only 30 when he debuted for the mm. WWF. But eventually they just were like, yeah, we're going to have you lose a lot. And like it's the th- this theory is because he never told anyone, but people knew. Mm-hmm. They were maybe just like, eh, I don't know about this guy. Because yeah. that can happen to people. Mm. It's not the first time that's happened to somebody who secretly didn't want to do or was lying about something and they knew and so they punished them. So it's not outside the realm of possibility. But so he was dealing with a lot. And uh, he was also addicted to painkillers as a result, which, you know, may or may not have con- uh, contributed to his mental health. Hmm. So if you are someone who is going through a lot, just remember. Painkillers are there. Um, no, I don't even I, I actually, I pulled it up. So, for example, what you said, join Brothers in Heaven, that is a toxic thought so for the record if anyone is considering any benefit to ending their own life that is wrong i have to tell you that is wrong there is help there is always solutions 
and uh, we we say it a lot, but that doesn't make it less true. Suicide is always a permanent solution to a temporary problem, and every single time it is a temporary problem, there are ways through it, and there are people that can help you. So in the United States, uh, they have actually made a 911 type uh, emergency number, which is 988. That will get you to the suicide prevention lifeline. And if you call that, I guarantee you, you will reach someone that cares. Flat out, someone cares, someone wants to help you. They're there volunteering their time to help you. In Canada, we also have 1-833-456-4566. So if you have any thoughts of self-harm or suicide, call that. Someone will care. Someone will listen. I guarantee. And if anyone else has more to say on that, by all means. But it's <laughs> important to get that out. I only have stupid jokes. So. That's not the time. Well, yeah. It's never not the time. Sometimes it is, mm. but, um, but yeah, that, you just might, want to get that out when the subject comes up. And you might understand how that very tragic real story might attract people to want to tell their story in a biopic kind of way. I, I, I don't like to see it glamorized. Is the thing which is That's why the I thing I'm worried to, about is I wanted to throw that in there. I, and this is certainly not your fault. It's just the story itself. No, lends to glamorizing it, and I wanted to make it clear that opinion. Um, that he shared was wrong. It was a sign I, of mental illness. I just illness. don't see Hollywood making a movie glamorizing the terrible behavior of famous people. I don't. I don't know. That doesn't seem realistic. <laughs> God, there me. wasn't a movie that just came <laughs> out that does that. Is that the Dahmer one? Though I was thinking more about the Marilyn Monroe one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Would they legitimately just only show her trauma? They nice. like never like she is not a three dimensional character in that movie. And it's Awkward. just trauma after trauma after trauma. And I'm like. It's like it's like a fucking snuff film. The Do- the Dahmer show is so annoying. I watched it. Yeah, uh, I didn't guilty, watch it, but it really tries like it. to have its cake and eat it too. Where it's like it, does it tries a to make of... him a sympathetic character, well, which does... ultimately he was a victim, but he was also a monster. Yeah, but it does a meta commentary on like, are people messed up on trying to profit from this? Maybe. Uh, are, Fair enough. Are, are there people in the media trying to sensationalize this? Isn't that fucked up? And it's like you, you, you're doing that. Yeah, you're doing that. Just mentioning it doesn't like absolve you of your sins. <laughs> no. Being like, yeah, we're, me- we're we're sensationalizing it too. We didn't contact any of the families that are, we're portraying of the victims. So what? Well, I mean, apparently, Anita Armas for Blunt. Uh, Asked Marilyn Monroe's grave if it was okay if she could play her in a movie. She went to the grave and Apparently, That is what she said in an interview. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Anna, no. Don't that's, say that. <laughs> I spoke to the ghost of you're Marilyn. You're better off just... And she said, not please make millions of dollars playing me. Please. <sighs> she said, it would line up with my interests if you played me in a movie and made millions of dollars that would make me the ghost of Marilyn Monroe very happy uh, but I want to know what was the nature of this conversation did you go to Marilyn Monroe's grave and say if you don't want me to play this and get rich off this just say something anything yeah. <laughs> even just cough or clear your throat no okay cool I have your blessing bye hey Marilyn you don't know me <laughs> longtime fan uh, you know, I was a I was a sexy hologram in Blade Runner. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, she was really good in Knives Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's no, actually I mean, really, no, she's no, one of my favorite no shade, parts of um, uh, No Time Anna to Die as well. Um, yeah, No Time to Die. She was great in that. Um, yeah. That and she was good in Blade Runner and she was good in um, uh, what we, I just said at Knives Out. It's very fun. I want to try that. I'm going to do that with historical figures. I'm going to go to their graves and ask them if I can profit off of them. Yeah. And then be and like, just and tell them to, to speak up if they yeah. are not a fan of that. Got any problems with that? Don't hear anything. I, like, I was just reading a Guess thing about the interview and she apparently, like they had a thing with the crew where they wrote messages to her. I'm just like, what the fuck? Oh my fuck? God. I mean, uh, I mean that might just be weird marketing, but yeah. Well, I mean, did you see what um, uh, John McCain's daughter did at his grave? No, what? Uh, she she t- she put a copy of, of her, her own book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! And then took a photo of her and her own kids like, saluting wow. it. It's, wow, Dad! Yeah. You'd be so proud that the career I only have because I'm related to you. Yeah, I managed to finagle it into a book deal out of a book that no one will read what's funny is she started out being not so crazy because she was like uh you know she was meant to be like the cool republican who's actually like okay with not just doing abstinence surprise it doesn't exist i know (laughs) that's the or even if they manage to be cool for like five minutes they reveal they're unhinged under the surface yeah speaking of being cool for five minutes i think there's at least five good minutes out of this entire episode but we are nearing time so does anyone else have any last things to say foo boy foo boy there's a lot of pressure right there um i guess the only important thing i would have to say would be um outro Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, jailpipe tread like grease and chrome, front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Hardball. What's the what's the aerial?